New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You too can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support. Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Thomas. Today I'm hosting Sky Nelson Isaacs. He's a physicist, musician, teacher, parent, and activist, and the author of Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World. Sky, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you, Justine. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. I know that materialistic science or classical science often describes meaningful coincidences as a cognitive illusion. And as a physicist and a teacher of physics and math, you are a researcher in synchronicity, and you come up with a different view of this phenomena. Please help us to understand how you view synchronicity. I see synchronicity as uh, meaningful coincidences that show up in life. These are things that seem like they'd be unlikely to happen, but they become more likely through a process that I call meaningful history selection. And meaningful history selection is a way in which the cosmos is responsive to us. It's a way in which out of all the many possible things that could happen, the ones that do happen or the ones that are become more likely to happen are the ones that are aligned with the choices that we're making in our own lives. So it's essentially a look at the science of choice-making in our lives as human beings. So when you say choice-making, does that mean that we have this road that we're going down and we need to make the correct choice and that we don't want to take a wrong turn in our choice? You know, I mean, we can get pretty obsessed with with the choices we're making. So what are you saying that is the best kind of guidance for these choices we might be making? My experience is that there's an inner state that I can get into in which life aligns more for me. And it has to do with, you know, the difference between being self-critical or fearful versus being sort of well-established in ourself and, and whole and open, open-hearted, open-minded. And so, like, I can give an example of how this has played out in a synchronicity for me. When I was in graduate school, I had to take an exam. And as always, I hadn't studied as much as I would have liked. I had worked hard, but there's always a voice of criticism in my head, you know. But I got into the exam, and I sat down, and the first problem, I didn't know how to do it. It was above my head. So rather than go into a place of criticizing myself, like, oh, I should know how to do this, and, like, trying my hardest to bang my head against a wall and do the problem, I just managed my time. And I went on to the second problem, and I did the third problem and the fourth problem. There was like five problems on the test, and I had completed problems two, three, four, and five, and I had about 15 minutes left of the exam to go back and try number one. Meanwhile, everyone else had been struggling with number one and hadn't gotten through it. And then the teacher said, I just heard from a student and realized that problem number one is framed in a way that you can't do. It's way too hard. So I'm going to drop it from the test. (laughs) So by not getting sucked into my own psychological beat-up in the place of negative self-criticism, I was able to stay in a place of uh, confidence and wholeness and, and enthusiasm for what I was doing and let go of the mistakes that I thought I had made for not studying for that problem. And in the end, the situation unfolded in such a way that I got everything I needed to do that was really appropriate for me. So 
I see that we can check into what's going on inside of ourselves to have a sense of what types of experiences we're calling to ourselves, whether we're being anxious and scared about something and making it more likely that those types of experiences will unfold versus whether we can let go of the, the self-criticism or the fear about not getting what we need and really be of service in our lives and see flow showing up in our lives in order to help us through. That just reminds me of a situation that I just recently had. Earlier this year, I was asked to give a talk, a sermon or lesson at our local Unity Church. And boy, Sky, I mean, I really, really labored over that talk. I mean, I practiced it and I wrote it out. It took me weeks. For the first time, I did a PowerPoint with it and everything. And and it turned out okay. It was fine. But then a couple of months later, somebody who was supposed to speak at the church got sick. So they called me last minute. And they said, Justine, would you fill in? I know you only have a day before the presentation, but could you fill in? All right, now I have no time to prepare. And I called the talk. I said yes which is a bold move on my part. And, and that's part of the prescription, that's right? That's <laughs> part of your prescription, to be bold. And I called it off the top of my head. And I just kind of pulled some things together, which really were in my heart at yeah. the time. What are my concerns yeah. right now? And what do I know about those concerns? And I just did a little outline. And I gave this talk. And everybody loved it. Mm-hmm. It was enormously successful. So this is kind of what you're talking about. I feel like life is showing up in our lives to do that very thing. Like we want to be safe, right? We want to go through our experiences and know just what we have to do to protect ourselves. How much time am I going to need to prepare for this talk? Like, and life is saying, you don't need that because it's not about that. What people are looking for from you is your connection, your authenticity, who you are inside. And for me, it's been a journey of discovering those words, discovering what is my authentic voice. Because I can think long and hard and write stuff down and prepare it and, and perfect it. But it's when it comes from a place of truth in me that it's not scripted and it, it's just speaking from my heart that it really has power to influence a room of people or to, to create. Synchronicity for me is all about creating special circumstances that wouldn't have happened if you hadn't have taken some bold move. So what would that look like? What's an example of how that would look when it shows up in that way? Well, I went to Minneapolis to visit my sister when her son was first born. And I reached out to people on Facebook and somebody I didn't know invited me to go to a concert that evening. So I went out to a concert and there was two keyboards set up, a piano and a keyboard. And I'm a keyboard player. I'm a professional keyboard player. So I'm sitting there looking at it going, there's two keyboards and only one keyboard player. And they were playing this easy blues song. So I decided to jump up and solo for a song and, you know, just have a good time and try and like lift my energy a little bit and see if it created anything. That was a bold move, right? Well, it led to me being called up again by the singer later. And then later in the evening, there was a jam session and I was right in the middle of that. Uh, sort of an informal jam with the band. And all of, like, the whole night could have been much more low-key, but because of the choice I made to do something totally unexpected, it turned into a memorable life experience for me and for other people in the room, too. 
So you're talking about a kind of energy that happens, and it feels really magical. <laughs> it, it, you can feel it viscerally in the room when people yeah. are living in that authentic place yeah. and following their heart, not holding back. We have these inklings, don't we, about, gee, right. I'd like to do this, but I'm not good enough, or I shouldn't do it, or this is impolite. Well, and I've really had to work with the part of me that's like, I don't want to be egotistical. I don't want to like insert myself. But like I was at another restaurant with my family and my nephew was there with me, my brother's son. And he's a musician. He's an amazing songwriter and singer. But he's like, he was young, you know, he's just in his early teens. And I talked to the band and I asked if we could come up and play a song in the intermission. And they said, sure, come on up. So I got up there to play a song and I brought up my daughter and my, my nephew. And we played this song, True Colors by Cyndi Lauper. And they sang it together and I played piano. And then it was great. It was a really lovely experience. But it wasn't until afterwards that my sister-in-law said, we've been waiting for him to have an experience to play music there, and it wouldn't have happened unless you had decided to do it. There you go. So my boldness actually paved the way for something much bigger than just me. And that experience has taught me to like, let go of my own ego attachment and have the courage to step into those situations, not knowing what it's going to initiate. Something you say about synchronicity and about the universe is that the universe is responsive. But we kind of have to step up, too. Mm -hmm, I mean, right. it needs something to respond to. We can't just sit right. tied up in a chair and, and right. expect the universe to come up and match us. When this is so important, I think, in our political world or, you know, dealing with things like climate change or any of the big issues we face, they can feel overwhelming. And sitting on the couch watching the news isn't serving the cause of responsiveness. What the universe is then responding to is us, I don't even know how to describe it, being like non-proactive and, and just getting more of the same, more information involving my couch and my TV. If we get out the door and start volunteering for our local soup kitchen or talking to our politicians, asking them, like ask a politician, what's their job like? Don't tell them what you need them to do. Ask them what's their job like? What's hard about working with the community? Because then we learn about what it's like to actually try and solve these problems rather than just complaining about them. What a great question to ask of your politician. What's difficult <laughs> about working with all of us? <laughs> That's, right. That's a great question. That's I'm right. going to see my representative next week. I think I'm going to use that question. And it's, it's reflective of how often we go at life thinking, how can I get my needs addressed here? And I think what living in flow helps to illuminate is a different way of being in which my needs get resolved sort of contingent with also stepping up for other people, looking out for other people. And this has been a huge influence on my relationship and my marriage of by being willing to look at her perspective first, I trust that my perspective will also be looked after. Circumstances will show up to make sure that I get what I need. But my role in my relationship and also in my life in the bigger picture is to be looking out for what is bigger than me that needs attention and trusting that in doing so, circumstances will unfold, which also help me get what I need. How does this fit in then with the tree of our life? You use the analogy of a tree, of an apple tree, that here we are at the base of an apple tree, and right. we have these choices we can make. And there, there are maybe no really wrong choices, but there are choices that are more aligned with what we value or what is meaning or what is passionate. Well, let's say we're 
trying to, you know, is it right to spend more time at work focusing on my, my job or is it right to spend more time with my family investing in my relationships? Neither of those is right. They might be right at different times. Whichever one we invest in, we're going to be putting apples on this tree of all the possible branches of what could happen to us. The apples are going to go on the branches that align with what we choose. So sometimes investing in our work spending long hours is really important in order to put apples on the tree where they can make a difference in our lives and have those experiences unfold where we get some new client, for instance. At other times, it's important to shift away and flow into a different way of being and take time for our family and go on some spontaneous vacation. And that's putting emphasis in a different area of our lives. But we're always building meaning in different ways. What is the best way to know what we should be emphasizing at any one time? Well, it's this process I call the Lorax. It really helps me, which is the first step is to listen. Listen to life. Because I, I guarantee myself that whatever needs to be worked on will show up if I'm paying attention in some way. Like it could be in the form of a check that bounces. It could be in the form of a relationship conversation that doesn't go well. But life is giving me clues. And that's the first piece. So listen, open my mind, because usually the clues are things I don't want to hear. <laughs> so open my mind and, and let them in and then reflect on how they might actually be benefiting me. What is this able to teach me? Is there something useful here? And then release my attachment to however I thought it was supposed to go. And once I've listened, open, reflected, and released, then I'm in a position to act from greater wisdom. And then that takes you to the apples that are really in your heart right then. Right. It that builds momentum moment. in that direction yeah. towards those, the apples that I'm... And synchronicity can happen. Well, there's so much more we could talk about, and the book is just filled with these wonderful examples, and you really take us into the mechanism of synchronicity and flow, which go together. So I highly recommend it. It's a great read, and I thank you so much for the research you're doing and that you continue to do on this work in synchronicity. Thank you, Justine. It's a pleasure to be here. I've been speaking with Sky Nelson Isaacs, and as I said, he is the author of Living in Flow, The Science of Synchronicity and How Your Choices Shape Your World, and he is developing videos and workshops on this subject, and you can go to his website and find out more about it. Go to skynelson.com, or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I thank you for joining us on the New Dimensions Cafe and invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a 1,000 hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org. New Dimensions Radio has been making a difference on our planet since 1973, thanks to the generosity of our listeners. You, too, can help make a difference with a tax-deductible donation or membership. Please visit our website, newdimensions.org, and just click the Donate button. We at New Dimensions thank you for your support.